Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Libro Cube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Libro Cubicleist. Today is Tuesday. <sighs> getting there, getting there. Uh, today, within Libro Cube, Tuesdays are, as you are no doubt aware, Television Tuesdays. Sometimes, for brevity's sake, we will say TV Tuesdays. However, the fact that I said both and explained it sort of um, was not very smart in the way of brevity. Hmm. Oops. Something I like to say at the top of every show is that there will be spoilers. Sometimes I say most likely, but I think in this episode, definitely, there will be spoilers. So, you have been warned. This is most likely your one and only warning. Warning. There you go. Uh, another thing that I should say, and seem to be getting better and better at remembering to say, is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is that perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. That's how podcasts get spread around like a venereal disease of some sort. Today's sponsor is Earl Scruggs Electric Banjo Tuning and Repair Company Limited Incorporated. Huh? Once again, today's sponsor is Earl Scruggs Electric Banjo Tuning and Repair Company Limited Incorporated. Trademark. Okay, let's jump right in to television show numero uno. And uh, I think by that I actually mean a couple of things. Uh, first and most obvious, the television show that I'm going to talk about first. Uh, there you go. Secondly, the fact that I think it is fairly easy for me to say that this show is my favorite television show on the TV today. Period. Exclamation point. Um... Not an interro bang, because that is a question mark in it. And there is no question. It is Doctor Who. Doctor Who back again after a wee little uh, hiatus. Those uh, those Brits over there don't like their long television seasons, that's for sure. They did their uh, Christmas... Well, Christmas, no. Winter. <laughs> holiday episode. And then uh, fucked off for a couple of months. But if that, um, quote-unquote, fucking off, 
lets them, primes them, let's say, for quality entertainment, such as they have brought back again, uh, then I guess it's well worth the wait. The uh, episode in question I'm going to talk about is The Bells of St. John. Uh, I think, fairly certain, that from now on, TV Tuesdays will include Doctor Who episodes. So far, uh, I have this one, and I've already watched the episode after that. I'll kind of keep it like this uh, a week or so behind as far as talking about them, so that'll give people a chance to to watch it on sources other than when it was actually aired. Oh, uh, you know what? That's a perfect opportunity to mention that uh, if you're up here in Canada like myself, Doctor Who is now available on the Space Channel. I do not have a cable box, so that doesn't really help me. But what it does help is the fact that uh, Space Channel has a website a website in which they will post the most recent episodes of Doctor Who. I'm very excited that I found that. I'm going to add it to the very, very short list of shows that I watch that are actually currently still on the air. So I think it's just that, uh, Modern Family, Parks and Rec, and uh, another one that I'm going to add, I think, called Nerdist. But we'll talk about that in, uh, in some moments. So uh, if you've been following along with Doctor Who, you will know he is without a companion. Doctor Who will always, well not always, but 90-ish percent of the time have someone traveling along with him. Referred to as the Doctor's companion. Hmm. He had had a couple run-ins with a girl by the name of Clara. Oh, sorry. By a girl, I should just say. By a girl, full stop. Uh, this girl, who he had run-ins with, had now, I guess you would say, died twice. Hmm, sadness. The fact that she had existed twice at all is strange, but then he ran across her a third time, and if there's one thing the Doctor loves, it is a, a mystery. He is a huge goddamn mystery fan. Uh, curiosity is probably one of his number one traits which makes him very endearing, yes. The third run-in with this girl uh, is a girl by the name of Clara, played by Miss Jenna Louise Coleman, who uh, we did talk about, I believe it was on last Internet Day, because uh, she was on the Nerdist Podcast, so I brought that back. Speaking of Internets, this episode involves uh, an alien life force, let's just call it, taking over the internet. Taking over the internet in such a way that it is able to download um, the consciousness of humans into it, and then uh, sort of take control take control of it. Of them. Ooh, that's not good. So, uh, Doctor Who's in the year 1207. He's just kind of uh, trying to figure out this girl, why he has seen her twice. And she's died twice, so he's uh, in a monastery just using his big brain, thinking about shit. And he gets a phone call <laughs> in 1207. The phone call is from Clara, who I guess we assume is in 2013, uh, whose internet is down. And she assumes she's calling, like, 
uh, I don't know what it is over in England, but like Rogers here in Canada, for example, uh, trying to ask them why her internet's not working. So then Doctor Who, as he does with his space and time ship, travels from his, from 1207 to 2013, and uh, that's when Basically, shit goes down. As it does. Starts off with the intelligences behind this scheme learning of the Doctor's presence and how he sort of foiled them from uploading Clara. Ah. Uh, in order to get him out of the way, because they sort of know of him, everyone, not everyone obviously, not like normal human citizenry, but everyone in terms of like aliens and uh, people from the future and stuff like that seem to Editing. sort of know of the Doctor Editing. because of all of his Editing. many, many exploits and uh, his way of popping in and stopping evils. So they know of him, and they decide the only way to stop him is to take control of um, a plane, a plane that they then aim towards where the Doctor is in order to crash into him. Not good. Doctor quickly hops into his TARDIS, and then... I, uh, stop and get a coffee and some breakfast. Haha, you did not see that coming. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm gonna edit, edit, edit that out, and then come back and let you know what happened. Ooh, cliffhanger, man. That's good stuff. Back in a moment. On the road again. That was a new rendition of the On the Road Again song. Thank you for that vocal chords. So, then the goddamn doctor hops in his TARDIS with Clara and uh, flies it up into the plane that's about to crash into him on the ground and then stops him from crashing. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, that was pretty crazy. I enjoyed it. It's one of the many reasons uh, it sort of reminded me why I love that show, because shit like that goes down. Uh, shit also, such as when eventually the, the uh, Clara finds out where the bad guy's lair is. The cool, actually, way that she found this out is that when she was sort of partially downloaded by this alien computer program, the, the doctor stopped it from being 100% download. However, when she came back came back, I guess is the way you could look at it, uh, she had some additional knowledge of computers because they had sort of started downloading it into her brain, so now she's like a big computer nerd, however, didn't know what Wi-Fi was when she called the doctor, so that was pretty good. Anyway, so she found where the layer is, and then the doctor, because I will give away a bit of a spoiler here, although I warned you at the beginning, there would be spoilers. Uh, the Doctor has to go save her because eventually she is 100% downloaded uh, and therefore trapped in this alien system, this alien internet system. So uh, he goes on his motorbike that he has, he had in the TARDIS somewhere, uh, and then rides up the side of a building on his motorcycle. Rides up the side of a building on his anti-grav motorcycle. Yes, in Rides up to save the day, like a knight on a steed. The sort of boss lady who's in charge of this, not the aliens behind the whole thing, but the one who's running the show in this case, um, says, no, we're not going to release her. 
So what are you going to do about it, buddy? Little does she know, she is talking to the goddamn doctor, and he gets what he wants every single time. So he sort of, uh, I guess, tricked her. Trickster is kind of the what we're looking at, and uh, downloads her into the system. So the only way to release, yeah, th- th- that part was kind of weird. The only way she could release herself from this system was to release uh, everybody at the same time. So that was kind of strange, just because you'd think such advanced intelligences. Uh, as these that could download human consciousness into computer systems would have the ability to pick and choose who they wanted to release. Strange. Okay, but that being said, 5 out of (laughs) 5. Friggin' awesome shit. Loved every second of it. It's nice to see the Doctor with a new companion. Definitely the next episode, which I mentioned I have watched, uh, really kicks it into high gear as far as Sort of an old-school episode with Doctor, Companion, and shit going down. And uh, I will bring that back next Tuesday, next TV Tuesday for Shizzy. Next, let's move on before I get to work. Uh, Just so you know, my sort of plan is to get Doctor Who and The Nerdist done before I get to work. Then I have a TV marathon for the drive home, and we'll see how that does. Hopefully well. Uh, so the Nerdist, yes. Uh, obviously, have brought it back many a times in our Internet Day episodes because it is a podcast. However, uh, it is also a show now in its second season. I have looked, scoured the earth. Oh, shit. Scoured the earth looking for for this show, but could never find it could never find it on any streaming sites. If I was in the States, it's on BBC America. Uh, I don't have access to... I have access to BBC America, the website. However, if, you know if you live in Canada or other countries and try to watch things on American websites, 99% of the time it will not let you. So I was very frustrated. I don't know where I could watch the first season of this, but if you do know where, uh, you could do me the great service of emailing me to the address provided in the closing credits, or you could tweet at me. Uh, I am Jordan underscore Maywood. I use that for uh, this podcast as well. Sort of the podcast tweets. Uh, If you know where I could find Season 1 of The Nerdist, I would greatly appreciate anyone letting me know. However, Season 2, I think, uh, only one episode, I think is going to be also available on the Space Channel, just as Doctor Who is. Sort of hand-in-hand together, two super nerdy shows. So far, the first episode of Season 2 was on, so appears to be good. However, uh, I haven't yet checked if uh, the second episode is. And for some reason, I think it might not be. I I don't want to jinx it. I won't say anything yet until I know for sure. Anyways, he had on Dominic Moynihan, who you may know from the television show Lost, and you may also know as a hobbit. Yes, that guy, who uh, has a new show. Uh, it's like a nature show. It was on National Geographic? I can't remember. I think it was. In which, basically, he goes and handles dangerous animals. He goes, like, traveling around the world and pets spiders and things of that nature. Bit of a, a crazy dude. Uh, this episode is good for another reason, in that they sort of, through talking... <laughs> 
run down a, uh, a good list of British comedy shows. I, I actually wrote down the list just so I could search for some of the stuff they mentioned that I hadn't heard of. So I'm a huge, huge British comedy fan, as you probably know, because I think I must have brought back some uh, so far for TV Tuesdays. <laughs> actually, that's funny, because in the TV marathon I'm going to do this afternoon, just so happens to be a British comedy. Huh. It's funny how that worked out. Uh, I did not plan that whatsoever. They also had on, oh, I should say it is like the podcast in that it's Chris Hardwick and uh, Jonah Ray and Matt Meyer there as well. So it is basically taking the podcast, putting it on the television. Obviously can't be a sort of long form interview, but still, still good. Still very, very good from the one episode I'd seen. And I will be a constant viewer as long as I am allowed to on the site. Let's hope. They also had on the star of the new show, Orphan Black. Orphan Black uh, seems to be a show where a girl is sort of like inundated by her clones or something to that effect. Uh, when I was at Toronto Comic Con a couple months ago, whenever that was, they had a whole bunch of Orphan Black stuff. I think the, the cast was there and they were really promote, promoting the hell out of it. So, uh, I don't think I'm going to watch it other than if I hear really good things. So it, it might be a show that I, once it is off the air, I will get on DVD because that's how I enjoy my TV the most on DVD or streaming, what have you. Uh, another section of this show was Matt and Jonah traveled over to England. Huh. Yeah, how about that? Uh, and visited Matt Smith and Jenna Louise Coleman of Doctor Who. Uh, Jesus. It's like everything I'm saying today is sort of coming together, all connected, like, uh, which I like. Especially I like because I did not plan it at all, but I'm just sort of finding connections here. Lovely. They, uh, they met up with, they met up and did sort of a, a bunch of games to see which Matt was better, kind of. Matt Smith and Jenna Louise, or Matt, Ira, and Jonah Ray. Huh, funny. So they played pin the bow tie on the doctor, they played some darts, um, build a TARDIS out of popsicle sticks. The winner, I think, obviously, in the end, was Matt Smith and Jenna Louise. So, I liked it. And it was funny. They'll do on the show a Clements section. Clements is an invention of Chris Hardwick. It is a combination of questions and comments. Lovely. So those are from the audience. I guess people send men tweet in. Maybe I should do that. And lastly, something that I very much appreciated well, as well is the fact that they'll devote a little section of... Well, actually, it was a pretty good section, considering this is TV, and everything's usually so short. Uh, they'll, they'll give a section of the show to a standing-up comedian, as Mr. Jimmy Pardo would say, just to do some of his act. So that's great from the reason that you don't really get to see on TV as much as you're used to, just stand-up comedians doing their act. So I liked it. Because he, uh, Chris Hardwick, being a stand-up comedian, uh, a com comedy nerd, definitely, uh, like myself, appreciates the art and wants to give people time to uh, explore it on his show. Lovely. Love you, dearies. Love you, dearies. Back in eight hours to polish this off. And by this, I don't mean my knob, I mean the podcast. <laughs>
Completed. I am mushed. I am tired. I am hurting. And uh, various other things from a hard day's work. Oh man, Let's sleep good tonight. Let's jump right back in to TV Tuesday. Why don't we? I can't think of a reason. So that is just what I'm going to do. Uh, I teased this morning that I did a TV marathon specifically. I will get now. The show in question is called The Inbetweeners. Inbetweeners. Oh, I should say, it is raining like a motherfucker. So, uh, hopefully that doesn't screw up the audio too, too much. If it does, uh, I was going to say apologies, but hey, I am not in control of the weather. If I was, um, I don't know what I would do. It's hmm, a good question tell you what you do, you can email me or Twitter at me, Jordan underscore Maywood on the Twitters, and email address provided in the closing credits, and let me know what you would do if you had the ability to control the weather. Actually, now that I say that, I think uh, some sort of plan involving ransoming uh, countries, say, hey, um, I don't know, hey, Japan, here's... 10 feet of snow if you don't give me all your yen. Yeah. No, I wouldn't pick on Japan. They're nice over there. So, someone else. Well, let's uh, let's just leave it as a surprise for when I gain this power, which country I will pick on with my weather-controlling abilities. Okay, bit of a tangent there. Inbetweeners. Inbetweeners uh, is a British BBC television show starring four dudes who are in high school. Huh. They are in... I don't think they call them grades over there. Aren't they levels or something like that? They are in what I assume is like uh, grade 11, 12, somewhere in there. And the show sort of starts off the first series with them in whatever it is, grade 11. Then there's three series in total. I watched all three of them, I should mention. I'm just going to talk about the first one today, and then next TV Tuesday, I've already uh, planned to talk about the last season. We're going to skip the middle one, just because, hey, why not? I don't know. It's just how the dice rolled on that one. And uh, just sort of their crazy, kooky lives. It's got sort of that uh, super bad feel in that it's like dudes trying to get laid. That's sort of your, your underlying story, I guess you could say. The dudes in question are Will, who's sort of, uh, I guess, the star of the show. It is uh, narrated from his point of view. He'll do the sort of, kind of a little Wonder Years style in that it's his thoughts as shit is going on, although it's his voice, not some old man's voice doing it, like in Wonder Years. He is the new kid on the block. He transferred from another school to this... Uh, I guess he transferred from, like, a private school to this public school. Although they still wear uniforms, which I think is something that goes on over there in England, that even in public schools you wear uniforms. Is that a thing? I'm pretty sure it is. 
Then there is Simon. Simon, who is, I guess you would say, like his best bud. He's sort of the only one who talks to him at first, reluctantly. Uh, and they end up being close friends, so I like him. He is obsessed with a girl he's known since he was a kid. And he is sort of the very definition of friend-zoned with this girl. She uh, looks at him as sort of a brother, and uh, he looks at her as someone who he is in love with and wants to have sexy, sexy times with. Speaking of sex, next is a guy by the name of Jay, who uh, they're all, to one degree or another, obsessed with uh, getting laid. However, he is sort of the pinnacle of that. Always on his mind, constantly beating off, sort of, uh, of the four, they're all incredibly dirty, but he uh, definitely takes the cake in the dirty department. And lastly is Neil. Ah, uh, Neil. Uh, a show like this would not be complete without a Neil. Uh, and by that I mean someone who is incredibly simple, dumb, uh, always 12 steps behind everyone else kind of just oblivious to everything, uh, but in a awkward, funny, uh, doesn't realize he's an idiot way. Very lovable bloke, uh, I think would be apt. Okay, so, as with many, if not all, British television series or seasons, as we call them over here, they are short. Um, one, two, three, four, five... Six episodes is the first series. I believe all three series were only six episodes. So no wonder I plowed through them in one weekend. Let's jump right in and see what my notes have to say. Why don't we? Okay, so first episode, episode one, is, uh, of course, makes sense, is Will's first day at school, at his new school. He shows up with a briefcase. <laughs> There's always that one kid shows up with a briefcase, isn't there? I don't actually ever remember this happening in my high school, but uh, it. But this this random dude showing up with a briefcase to high school thing, uh, I seem to recall happening in other things I've seen before, and they always get relentlessly made fun of. Something at the school which is uh, sort of ridiculous that I hope doesn't actually happen is. When you are a new student at the school, you have to wear this, like, giant button on your shirt that says, Hi, um, I am new to this school. My name's Will. Please say hello to me and ask me how I'm doing, or something to that effect. <laughs> Will immediately uh, gets off on the wrong foot with what I guess I would call the principal. I think they call him something else over there, though like headmaster, maybe, something like that, uh, by saying, do I have to really wear this button? Um, it's stupid. You don't think this is a good idea, do you? Uh, and then basically from that point on, from this episode to the end of season three, the principal has it out for him, and he is a bastard. I th something I really like about him is a bastard and knows he's a bastard and does not care. Uh, very, very funny. Just uh, walking through the halls on his first day, constantly uh, getting called, like, briefcase bitch, nice button fag, <laughs> things of that nature, just nonstop. 
he for everyone. <laughs> uh, I like him too because he kind of. It's probably upsetting him on one level, but he's kind of just like, ah, yes, briefcase match. Very good, very good. <laughs> uh, highly, highly recommend the show. Why don't just... Uh, I'll throw it out before I forget that uh, the series as a whole, very, very easy for me to give it a 5 out of 5. Uh, many, many laughs throughout. Moving on to episode 2. Uh, the four dudes decide to bunk off. Bunk off. Now, I had never heard that term, but apparently over there in England, to bunk off means to, like, skip out on class and to basically not go to class. Bunk off. Huh? Now they do what many teenage boys of this age do, uh, me included, is they get their hands on some booze. Yeah. Nothing like little underage drinking. Some of my fondest drinking memories are uh, when I was not allowed to actually legally drink. So, uh, it brought out some of those memories. I was never much in the way of a drinker and puker, I'm uh, happy to say. However, Simon, Simon, on the other hand, uh, sadly was. <laughs> he gets a bunch of drinks on him as you do, and uh, sort of that built up his courage, liquid courage, as it is often called, uh, which led him to his crush's uh, house. Her, her name is uh, Carly, I wrote it down. So he spray-painted on her driveway, like, Simon plus Carly, love forever, something to that effect. Um, <laughs> she was not too impressed, and needless to say, neither were her parents. That being said, he did get to sort of meet up with her after he had done this, and they met up, like, later that day, and he was in the house with her, and since I want to get all these episodes in before I get home, I will just say the sort of punchline of that he puked on Carly's little brother. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was good puking on your crush's literal brother. Never good. Never good. Next one, they go to Thorpe Park. Thorpe Park, which is like a amusement park, basically. Simon uh, is the first of the group to get a car, so they all head down there. His car is pretty uh, hideous, yellow, and a bit of a shitbox. They get there, and through a series of sort of events caused by Jay, the door comes off. So from then on, he has to sort of carry around the door because he doesn't trust leaving it with the car. However, when they get back to the car, it is totaled. Oh, shucks. The uh, highlight of this episode, joke-wise, for me was Will uh, is, like, super stoked to go on this roller coaster, like... Apparently it's really famous. He uh, is a big roller coaster fanatic and wants to be in the uh, the front car of the roller coaster. So uh, this is another thing that sort of made me curious because I don't go on roller coasters because uh, a combination of two reasons: I get motion sickness and I don't like heights, which means that roller coastering uh, is not my bag of tea by any means. So does this exist where? There will be sort of a separate line 
if you want to be in the front of the car? Does that does that happen? That fact, I don't know, but it does here. So he's in this line, and of course, I guess of course, uh, this line is longer, and you have to wait longer. So he gets to the front finally after I guess hours, and people have snuck ahead of him, and he is not happy. Needless to say, so he starts swearing. Uh, things along the lines of these fucking retards his words, not mine <laughs> these fucking retards think they can just uh, butt in front of me how dare they, you better kick these these bastards off and the guy running the ride is just like come on buddy, just, just get in there I'm, this is the last ride of the day, who cares just get in, get in so he gets in and, and the guys who had stolen the uh, front seat of this roller coaster had Down syndrome. <laughs> oh man, that is not politically correct for that to happen or for me to laugh at it. And yet I did. The uh, sorry, the Down syndrome guys in the end did get their revenge by totaling what remained of the yellow hideous car. So there you go. It all worked out happily ever after. Um, for the Down Syndrome guys, anyway. Hmm. Okay, the next one is... Will gets a girlfriend. Oh, baby. Uh, somehow he managed to hook up with, uh, like, the most popular, good-looking girl in the school, so good for him. They... <laughs> she is a bit of a whorebag, and uh, eventually they end up about to have sex. Yeah. <laughs> He is obviously playing along that he's had sex plenty of times. Oh yeah, no problem. Plenty of action in my day, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, he gets he gets going, I guess you could say, and he just lies like a plank on top of her and sort of rocks back and forth. Uh, and when I say plank, I mean he's like stiff as a board, does not move his hips whatsoever, just sort of rocking and rocking. Uh, never actually manages to get it in there, as it were, and she's just like, um, just, just move your hips, uh, a little bit, and he's like, I am not quite sure what you mean by that, and it adds, and it ends, um, just by ending, nothing happens. Sadness, but hilarity. Next one was called, uh, Caravan Club. Caravan, meaning um, what we would call, I guess, over here, campers. Trailer park would be, I guess, how we would describe it. So uh, Jay, who I should also mention, along with being sex-obsessed, is a pathological liar and promises that whenever he goes to these caravan uh, retreats, it's pretty much a constant orgy. Uh, this turns out not to be the case... Uh, so he really let the guys down, with the exception of Neil, who snuck off and uh, got a hand job in the aforementioned yellow shitbox car. <laughs> so as they were driving home, they were like, oh man, what's all over the seats? <laughs> and they were none too happy to find out that it was Neil's night before uh, leavings, let's call them. Okay. Let's move on to the final episode of the first series. This one was nice. 
in that uh, Will was put in charge of the uh, Christmas prom. And uh, he was very, very worried that it would turn out bad, but but it seemed to turn out good. And uh, one sort of little heartwarming moment is throughout this entire season, he's sort of constantly being bullied and harassed by uh, that girl that he hooked up with, her boyfriend slash ex-boyfriend slash boyfriend, on again, off again. So uh, he's always threatening to kick the crap out of him and does uh, mess him up a couple of times. So he starts to do it again at this prom, and then everyone, all the student body at the prom is like, hey, 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 come on, Will's not such a bad guy. Um, Leave him alone. He put on this good party. We don't think he's a horrible briefcase bitch with a giant button on. So I like that. It was a little heartwarming. Uh, At this prom, too, Neil tried to make out with one of the teacher uh, chaperones. So I laughed heartily at that. Also, I hope you laughed heartily at this podcast. Is that possible? Let's hope so. Folks, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Come the day you're mine Live long and prosper